18, Mick Hawes, Builders Business Black Belt. A little bit of a different builders problem solved this time. Um, it was pre-recorded uh, a little earlier than normal and I bumped into this wonderful, wonderful lady and I wanted to share her insights about how we manage our wealth with our businesses. Her name's Selena. She will introduce herself in the interview. Uh, and this was done up in Manly during uh, a three-day conference that I was attending. And uh, we, we really needed to, I guess, fly by the seat of our pants to get this done. There was a bunch of time restrictions uh, and where we could do it was a little challenging. So it's in a little bit of, of a noisy environment. There were people setting up for another function and we were kind of in the... Uh, in the entrance hall so there's a bit of banging and crashing around in the background but i really want you to get what selena has to share it's it's super powerful and can make a massive difference to your financial future uh, we'll talk about releasing a book and if you want to really get the the full interview um, with all of the visual, obviously, because we were filming it on, on camera as well and she was doing some diagrams, jump over to Builders in a Circle and watch the, the video so you can see the, the graphs and so forth because the visual impact did make a difference. But hopefully this audio version will at least get you thinking about the topics that Selena talks about and get you to jump over into Builders in a Circle and watch the video podcast if you're not already a member just click the join button we'll give you access and you can go and watch the uh the interview there so let's listen to the interview with selena i'm up in sydney at the moment and we're uh, participating in a three-day conference tomorrow and the next day but today we did a thing called summit sessions and you're sitting in a room with some amazing people i had blinding flashes of the obvious all day and one of them was uh, from selena and uh, selena's we're going to talk about a book she's written book she's going to be releasing uh, next, next friday. friday next Seven. friday so we're, we're creating a little bit of masala is that right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say uh, suspense oh, okay. and curiosity about this book because I want you guys to get it. I'm definitely going to get a copy when it's released. But uh, Selena did a fantastic presentation today and it was all about um, the mistakes that we make about thinking about our financial independence as we, you know, we're business owners, we could be earning some good money, but most people just do some crazy stuff with it. And... Uh, there's a lot of common mistakes and we want to have a chat about that tonight um, and so I'm going to hand you over to Selena right now and get her to introduce herself tell a little bit of the backstory but then I want her to show you exactly what she showed the group today about uh, the many mistakes that people make with the income from their business and what we can do to improve our own uh, f financial health and well-being while we're alive, but also leave a legacy, uh, which was which was really uh, specky when I listened to it today. So, introduce introduce yourself, please, Selena. Who you are, where you're from, why are you sitting next to me tonight? Hi everyone. Um, my name is Selena Kulkarni. I am sitting next to the very charming Mick because we've uh, gotten to know each other over the last couple of years. We're Julie both... just gave me a, 
gave her a foul Sorry. look. Sorry. She's standing back there gave, because I'm charming. He is charming. Uh, we've become friends over the last couple of years. We're part of a, a business group together. And um, yeah, I, I got the opportunity to present a little bit about what I've been up to lately today. Uh, so just a little bit about where I'm from and my background. Um, I'm actually based in Canberra. Uh, no embarrassment there. Yes. Uh, and funny enough, we're still talking to her. Yes, that's exactly that. right. Yes. Um, and, you know, I'm a reformed accountant, I like to say, <laughs> who has really, you know, I've got a real passion for business and entrepreneurialism, but um, my real genius has always been in the space of investing and specifically property investing. Um, I've been a, a strategist and a property investment advisor for a long time now, and most recently, I decided to write it all down and create a book which it's really designed to help business owners understand what I've been witnessing over the last 10 years is you know people who are having a high degree of success in their business they're creating good income but they're they're making mistakes in terms of the decision around their spending and not amplifying and 10xing their wealth uh, when you know really if they'd done that by now they could be in a position where they, they have the freedom to step yeah. off the you know, the work chain or the work treadmill if they'd wanted to. Yeah. So that's Su what the book's super about. Super important, I think, for everybody watching it. Emma is watching. Emma can't be with us today. She just sent us a love heart. There it is. Hi, Emma, Emma. Priestley. Um, so uh, thanks for tuning in. But the, the, why I wanted to do this and why I sort of grabbed this opportunity with both hands is because all you guys out there, you're running your own business. Your own business is, is a, a brilliant platform to create... Um, your future wealth, you know, you can genuinely be the master of your own destiny, but there are so many common mistakes, mm. probably some that somebody is, is making. So I'm going to be very interested <laughs> as to what is said in this conversation this evening. So um, what's the book about first? So the book is called The Freedom Warrior, and it, it's really uh, an articulation of all of my philosophy around creating wealth that's come about over the last two decades. And it's for business owners who recognise the limitations of the current Australian property market and are sick and tired of the same people saying the same things uh, and want a different approach. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the book is really uh, a fresh perspective on how to create massive wealth, um, regardless of your level of income. Um, in the shortest possible time. Yeah. So instead of having to wait 10, 20 years, you, know, you can do it in a much so shorter time frame. Yeah. So what we're going to attempt to do, because I'm not only the, uh, the charming host, uh, but I'm also the cameraman. <laughs> We've got a, the magic of the, uh, the iPod the here. iPad, oh, yeah. iPad, sorry, the iPad Pro. And uh, I, I just want, Selena to share with you that the same diagram <coughs> reflecting the same ideas that we spoke about today because it was it was a real eye-opener uh, and I'm sure that you will see yourself somewhere in this diagram and hopefully see where you want to go <coughs> to and uh, based on that motivation uh, grab a copy of Selena's book when it's released next Friday so what we will do is uh, when we get all the information uh, <coughs> about the um, book and its release, I'm going to publish it in um, 
through Builders Business Black Thank Belt you. and Builders Inner Circle and the like uh, to make sure you get yourself a copy. So let me just change cameras <coughs> and we're going to move to the iPad. Uh, where, where am I changing cameras? There it is there. Okay, here we go. Now you can see where we are. We're in this wonderful hall here. Beautiful lobby. <laughs> and, and out here. And look, there's, the water's just out there. Manly Wharf. But anyway, mm -hmm. enough of the sightseeing. Let's kick into this. Is that going to work? Yes, yep. this is working. Beautiful. Well, look, um, just the pre-frame that I want to give everyone is that it's really important to understand that uh, legacy as a concept is completely nothing to... I mean, the easy part is the handing down of the actual money and the wealth, but legacy as an idea is not well understood. And so what I want to show you here is how you might redefine legacy in, in your own mind. So if I bring, if I bring you down here, when, I, when, I, when I've worked with business owners over the last few years, what I noticed uh, with most people is they live in this space here. And I'm going to call that SG short game. Now, when I say short game, the urgency in their lives is all around how do I make more money rather than uh, in, you know, investing. Investing is secondary. The urgency is around how do I earn more money, how do I increase my revenue, all those things that most of us join business coaching programs to do. Um, out here, though, is another game. And I'm going to call that the long game. And let me just make that in green so that you can see. Very pretty. Thank you. In, <laughs> in, the, in the long game, fewer people live in that space. And, and in the long game, the predominant paradigm is around how do I create wealth over time rather than how do I earn more income. So in my world, I've never really had much concern about how much money I'm earning day to day from my business. There's, there's some urgency there. But it's always, for me, been how do I play the long game? And fewer people live there. Um, there's less, uh, I guess, awareness of how to operate in that space. But the, the shift that I'm trying to get people to understand is it's not one game or the other. I think it's really important to be playing both games. But you know, that Im involves you know, thinking differently and being different. So if we get into the model that I shared today, if you imagine that this, this here is is uh, money and we've got time running across this axis here. Now what most people do, oh, we'll, put, we'll put in the major points in time, we'll call this retirement and um, I don't want to be grim but let's call this death. <laughs> don't want to be grim. Death. That was and funny when you were talking about it in, inside. Yeah. Let's call this death and I thought <laughs> what else could you call it? So. If we um, imagine that this is when we enter the workforce, just to make it easy, what most property investors do is they set about trying to build the biggest possible asset base that they can um, until retirement. They get to, they've got some number in their head, you know, and as I said before, retirement doesn't necessarily mean a certain age, so I'm not necessarily talking about 65. This could be 40, this could be 55. It's, you know, it's whatever number you want. We want that to be as low as possible, obviously, which is why you know, we're all part of mixed program. Um, what, what we can also understand is over time, our living expenses are going to gradually increase. Um, and our hope when we start investing is we're happy to tolerate negative cash flow. Like the experience for most people is that cash flow starts down here. So this is cash flow from your investment properties. But our hope 
is that between this point and this point, this is our hope. Our hope is that the income from our properties after expenses comes up to the point where we meet our living costs. If we're really idealistic and say our dream, our dream is this, our dream is that the actual income stream from our properties is greater than our living expenses. So this becomes a, a, a positive gap. The reality though, unfortunately, for most Australians is this. So that's, that's the dream up here. This is the reality down here. And the reality is for most people is that their living expenses are often higher than the income stream generated from their assets. And we're really unlucky in Australia in that, although it's an amazing country to live in, the metrics around how property work are that you've got to invest a lot of money for a pretty terrible income stream. So the example of that is, imagine a two bedroom unit in the eastern suburbs, a million bucks. Imagine you don't hold any debt on that. You know, at best, we might be getting say a three to 4% return gross. After you take out expenses, you might get 1%. So my question to most people is, would you be happy having a million dollars tied up in an asset for $10,000? Mm. And me personally, I think that's unacceptable. So- I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> and so most people go after blue chip properties because it helps them, you know, it helps them build their capital base quickly, which is great. And that's what Australian property is great at, but it's terrible for cash flow. So if we then think, if we end up in this gap down here, I'll, I'll do it in red so that we understand it, it's not good. If we end up here where the income stream is less than we need, what most people end up doing is they say, well, the only way for me to bridge that gap is to actually start selling down my assets. So what happens is they start selling down their assets. And again, the hope is that by selling down assets, that it will at least last till death. But the problem is you don't actually know when you're gonna die. Death could be this way or this way. <laughs> so it is possible that you end up in this situation here where um, you end up running out of assets to sell before your death. And if that happens, the situation becomes dependency. Meaning you either have to rely on the government or family members or someone in order to support you. Now, if we go back to this idea of the dream, the dream is at this point in time, you're gonna stop hustling to create wealth, but maybe just because you've got a good base of assets, the value of that assets continue to go up, but maybe not in a steeper curve. And here's the thing, if you can stay above that line there, then this, this section here, this is where legacy lives. Because you're not eroding the value of your asset base. Now, if you think about the mindset that happens in this space, again, we've got dream up here. This is where abundance lives in this line here. You've got more than you need. You, your assets are continuing to grow and you've got uh, an asset base that you're going to pass down. <coughs> Hope, if you're living in the situation where you have to sell down assets, what you're feeling is fear. You're actually not sure that you're, you're not sure how much to spend, you're not sure how long you're gonna live. <coughs> and this one down here, this is just, you know, not depression, but you know, you're in a pretty, pretty bad state down here. So 
Once you start to understand that the cash flow, it's okay to accumulate assets, and most of us here in Australia are about accumulation, but at some point in time, you actually want your assets to generate a good enough income stream for you. So the book is really the, I mean, this is the pre-frame really to the book, which is about once you've got that asset base, how do you turn the dial so that you're actually getting an acceptable level of cash? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of like, legacy is poorly understood. Some of the things I spoke about today were ideas around the fact that intergenerational wealth is really struggling in our country. You know, where, where some people are sixth, seventh, eighth generation Australian, and the idea should be that families get wealthier, but the reality is that more than 90, 95% of intergenerational wealth families lose their wealth by the third generation because uh, many reasons, but one is that we're not teaching our kids to be good stewards of money. And that's kind of, that was the upshot of today. That was a summary. All right, I'm going to get myself back on again. Here I am, folks. I know you'll be missing me <laughs> because I'm charming and I'm the host. <laughs> you are. Um, I don't know about you, but I saw myself on that graph and it wasn't in the good place <laughs> on that graph. So there's plenty to learn, which is one of the things, or one of the, the motivations behind why we're having this conversation tonight, why I'll be getting the book, why we'll be going um, into, into studying this and see what we can do to, to change things, and I really hope you do too. You also, in the conversation, um, you started to talk about how the parents, the conversations they have, the confidence that they have around managing money and building wealth kind of almost gets transferred to the kids subconsciously or subliminally just through being there and being involved in the energy and, the, and the, I suppose the content of the conversations. Yep. She came up with some really cool ideas as to what or suggestions that you could make to, to help people start to get their kids to think about these sorts of things. Because it's, it's not just about you and perhaps you leaving a legacy and looking after your kids. Because the one thing I don't think you mentioned there was if you did leave a legacy, but then it gets passed on to your, to, to your kids and then they squander it, you'll be spinning in your grave. So we need to be able to have them feel like hey, you know, I've got a tremendous opportunity here. Mum and Dad have, have built a great starting platform for me uh, and I'm going to build on it instead of, you know, buying a, a, a super yacht and, and a couple of kilos of cocaine and having a really good time and blowing it all. So what's, what are some of your strategies to preventing that yeah. cocaine purchase? <laughs> so, look, um, I think the comments I made this morning were that legacy exists regardless of whether you have children. Yeah. So even if you don't have children, if you spend your lifetime amassing a fortune of, of one variety or another, and again, I would add it, it doesn't actually matter how much, but you're going to be pretty upset if you hand it along, whether it's to a charity or a cause you believe in or your children or nieces and nephews or whatever it ends up being. And if they squander it within a very short space of time, you're going to be pretty upset. Um, and so some of the things that I spoke about today were um, as you said, like, if you're not on the front foot with your children or your causes or whatever, and you're not instilling in them a worldview around money that makes sense to them, 
they're going to go elsewhere for it. Um, so your role as a parent or a mentor or you know someone who's handing money on is to enrol people in your vision of how to be a good steward of money and the responsibility that comes with an inheritance. Um, and some of the ideas I shared this morning are, um, and it, you know I've, I've written about this in, in greater detail, is one thing that you can do is start having conversations with your kids and then articulating those in a family money charter. Um, and a family money charter isn't something set in stone, it evolves. But the idea is that we should be creating wealth as a tribe rather than as individuals. When, when kids leave home, I think a lot of people give their children the signal that you're on your own now, yeah. go, go make your own way. And I think there's, there's merit to that idea in that you do have to find what drives you and what you're passionate about in life. And, you know, you might be an amazing entrepreneur, but if your children don't believe in business, that's okay. But that doesn't take away from the need for them to be good stewards of their money. Uh, so, yeah, we talked about a family charter. The other thing I said is, um, you know, one of the questions that's really useful to ask yourself is, if, even if you can afford to give your children everything they want, even if you can afford to buy them cars, buy them the new iPad, the mountain bike, but the investment property. There's a question around whether you should or shouldn't be doing that. Because if you don't create a little bit of struggle for your children in a controlled environment, then that's actually going to be doing them a disservice yeah. later in life. So I'm very big about orchestrating struggle. So there are going to be some big things that you know your children are going to want to have at different points in their life. And if you've thought about it beforehand, mm. then you can actually put a little bit of a seed in place earlier on the journey. And it, even if your kids are grown up already, it, it's not too late. But um, I'm just trying to think some of the other ideas I shared. You know, you want to give them struggle. Uh, yeah, but legacy is one of those things. I think the hand, people think creating the fortune is the hard bit. Yeah. But it's, it's actually not. It's what happens after that. So. I can tell you now, because I've, I've witnessed this in many clients, handing down $30,000 to someone who's a great steward with money and can 10x that is significantly more valuable than someone handing on $30 million yeah. who then hands it to someone who's got no idea about money and it's gone within five years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Emma has been saying some things. We might just have to use Selena's good eyes because Financial, oh, yeah. yeah. She, Thanks, I, Emma. That's such great comments. I'm not sure whether that there is that a question. Uh, no, we're not ignoring you, Emma. It's yeah, no, just no. That I haven't got my glasses on. I can't. No, see she's what saying it's a it's a powerful <laughs> model to share. So you're with just kids. agreeing with me. Oh, you know, having healthy me. conversations with your kid, Emma, it's really um, so so valuable. And the thing I was I, I ran my own intensive on the weekend. You know, I'm saying kids are not ever too young to start understanding money. Um, you know, you don't want to be obsessive about it, but you kind of want to talk about it in as healthy a way as possible. Yeah. I think the example I gave today was, um, you know, I've been, my kids are not 14 yet, but I've been telling my kids since they were quite small, when you turn 14, you have to start a business. I don't care what it is, and I will give you $200 towards the, the start of that business. And having worked with teenagers before, I realise they don't have the same constraints that we have as adults yeah. and they're open to new ideas. Because what I want my children to understand is that business is, is one opportunity. It might not be their passion, 
But I want them to understand that running your own business and taking you know, the limits off what you can earn is significantly better than going and working for $10 at the IGA or yeah. Macca's. And not that there's anything wrong with that either because I think that instills hard work as well. But you can be so creative about this stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, legacy is really just, as I said, the high level idea. Yeah. So folks, I hope this has been helpful. Um, if you've got any questions, comments, just pop them in the comments section uh, here. Obviously, you know, we're about to finish, but if you're watching the replay, don't let that stop you from asking any questions. If you've got any comments, I'll make sure uh, Selena gets them and, and we can get you any answers to any questions you've got. Please keep your eye peeled for any more information uh, over the next week or thereabouts. Uh, when is it? It's coming out in? 7.30pm next Friday the 7th. Oh, 7th. So we've got oh, a bit over a week. A so yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, remind you and we'll send you some information. Once we've got the links where you can get the book, um, we'll get them to you to make sure you get across and get a copy of this. Because to me, after, it was a real blinding flash of the obvious today that, that we're creating these businesses, we're working on building businesses, uh, but there's a lot more to it than that, that you've hopefully got through this conversation um, this evening. So I really hope that's helpful. Uh, we'll be sending you the links. Make sure you get a copy of the book so you can really understand it at a greater depth and be able to implement it because you might be sitting there nodding your head in the green saying, yep, that's right, that's right, mate, that's all right. And then uh, by the seventh, you will have forgotten about even seeing us here. <laughs> so you need to have the full story, the full book, uh, and potentially contact with Selena too because you're probably going to have questions and you might want to get some help. And I know that she, um, she helps a lot of people to be able to create wealth on, on top of their business. So basically replace business income, which, um, which is a pretty exciting prospect. Uh, so again, hope that was helpful. Really appreciate you putting the, the time aside because I only kind of put it on a, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> uh, earlier today and she most graciously accepted and said, yep, we can do that. So here we are doing it. Uh, and I'll be keeping you in touch. And um, I really appreciate you putting Thank the you time mate. aside, generosity, sharing your knowledge and uh, your time to be able to share this amazing information. And there will be more coming your way over the next week or so so you can grab a copy of the book and really start to get into this invaluable information. So that is it for this Wednesday evening. Uh, I hope it was valuable. Thanks, and, guys. And uh, Mick. And Selena, your charming host, That's saying it. bye for now. <laughs>